it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who's not driving back up the gas prices. Wow! Joe Biden gives his big speech at the U.N. about our commitment to green energy... And lo and behold, the price of gas starts going back up. Biden is such a disaster. We will discuss with Judge Jeanine Pirro, who is absolutely thrilled to be on the show today. That is a lie. Oh, come on. We're also going to be talking with Representative Greg Murphy from the great state of North Carolina, who also considers this as good of a radio show as there is on the planet. You don't have a clue. A lot of tough love coming out of the control room today. Uh, You can help me muscle through it at 888-788-9910. You know the rules today. They're the same every day. You could be a Republican on this show. You could be a Democrat. You could be a Libertarian. We don't care, okay? All we ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Thursday, everybody. If you're watching Failavision, I will be on Kennedy tonight with the K-Train. Kennedy host of the Fox Business Network's eponymous show, eponymously named show. Did I say that right? I'm a little I'm a little soft today. What would you do with a brain if you had one? My night guy really screwed my day guy. You know how your body is shared by two people? There's like there's a day guy who has a job and responsibilities. Then there's like a night guy who has a 12-pack of beer and a Yankee game to watch. Well, needless to say, my night guy and my day guy are not on speaking terms right now. It got a little rowdy in the Fallah house last night. I am not going to lie to you about that. But Joe Biden, uh, he is very much lying about the driving force behind this tanking economy. You know, they changed the definition of a recession for a little while there. You know, it had started off with two negative quarters of GDP growth constituted a recession. Then the White House was like, no, no, hold on. It turns out, uh, you know, if a train leaves Chicago at the same time that the stock market goes down 800 points, you know, you wind up in a city where it's not technically a... Biden sucks. Long story short. And when it comes to gas prices, the one thing Biden's been taking credit for, for the better part of the last month and a half, is the fact that, yes, gas prices were, in fact, falling. Now, I was up front with you about the fact that they were artificially lowered by the simple fact that we had cut into our strategic energy reserves, something that is normally reserved for, I don't know, a hurricane, maybe an act of God, you know, mother nature or birthing person nature, as the Democrats like to call it. But because Biden was hemorrhaging poll numbers, double digits at one point down at the polls, they took something normally reserved for a hurricane or a war, and they decided to cut into our strategic oil reserves to help out at the pump. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Now, in theory, I want to say something. It's not stupid to want to help Americans. People were literally getting smoked. The problem is this was kind of like a masking agent. Remember when Biden 
you know, he got the vaccine and then he went out and he tested positive for COVID anyway. I don't remember that ever happening. Okay. Well, how about the second time? We're a week after testing positive for COVID. He tested positive a second time. I don't remember that ever happening. Okay. Well, the rest of us do. And the thing is, Biden, like his wife, Jill, were taking something called Paxlovid which causes a lot of what they're calling rebound cases. Why? Because Paxlovid is essentially a masking agent. And what that does is you'll take a COVID test. You won't test positive while you're on the drug. But it doesn't mean the COVID went away. So when the Paxlovid wears off, if you get retested again, guess who still has COVID? You do. Okay, that's where we are with the strategic energy reserves. Okay, we've been releasing a million barrels a day which sounds like a lot, but in theory, it's not even a tenth of what we consume in a day. But it did put a little more supply onto the market, and it did artificially lower the price. That coupled with the fact that the demand went down because inflation is so high, the gas prices were so high, people started driving less is what ultimately happened. But lo and behold, we do have gas prices that are 50 cents a gallon lower than they were months back. And that's not a bad thing. Okay, the bad thing is we're still completely vulnerable to what goes on in the world and the whims of guys like Vladimir Putin and, yes, girls like Mother Nature. That can't be good. Not good at all. Here's the article from the Fox Business Channel, and I want to jump right in on this today. I know it's Thursday. Everybody's hopped up. We got another political prosecution of Donald Trump coming out of the attorney general's office here in New York. We've got all this dirtbag stuff going on with Democrats accusing Ron DeSantis of being a human trafficker. Never mind Biden, you know, shipped a few, almost a million people around the country to relocate them. DeSantis putting 50 people on a bus. Oh, that's human trafficking, says everybody. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. But we'll get to them. Right now, I want to discuss something that directly affects you and me, because the whole hook of this show is we see the world through the lens of regular people. Why? Because clearly you can tell from listening to the show, I have regular people talent. I come from a regular people background. If you're getting smoked, I'm getting smoked. If my job now happens to be a little bit better off than it was when I was driving a cab, it doesn't mean I've detached from that. It doesn't mean that mindset eludes me. It doesn't mean I lack that empathy or consideration. Let me tell you something, man. I have a taxi meter burnt into my retinas. You know when they have like a watermark on a video? So if you steal a video, it still has like the logo of who originally shot it. It's everything I do. When I'm looking at you and you meet me in person, I'm shaking your hand. I'm also seeing 1390 on a meter along with a $50 surcharge. That's what actually goes on when I'm walking down the street every day because I have a weird form of PTSD based on all the time I spent driving a cab. That being said, it's a little bit of a superpower when it comes to radio because I see things through a regular person's lens. When it comes to gas, gas is something that adversely affects a regular person on a very profound level. And what we're getting out of the Fox Business Channel, this is some reporting as of this morning. Gas prices increased yesterday, Wednesday, for the first time, for the first time in nearly 100 days. So you hear that and you go, oh, good. Yeah, gas prices have been going down like crazy. And I want to give credit. I'm glad they're going down. I don't want to know that people are getting smoked. Here's the caveat, okay? National average for a gallon of gasoline rose by almost one penny. Doesn't sound like the end of the world per gallon. From $3.67 after steadily falling every price since June, according to data from AAA. So now you're at about three sixty-eight a gallon. Gas prices, of course, at the all-time high were $5.02 in June. That was the last time gas prices rose. 
at the time U.S. crude was about $120 a barrel, the benchmark international price was a little bit higher, almost around 135 Since then, thankfully, by the grace of God, oil prices, which account for over half of what consumers pay at the pump, have tumbled. So that is the good news. And again, I'm into that. That's a win. Okay, unfortunately, because we are still vulnerable to the whims of the Vladimir Putins of the world, and yes, one of our first uh, named tropical storms of the year, it looks like gas is about to go back up. And here it is, okay? Uh, To be fair, expert analysis would tell us that it's hard to draw a conclusion from a one-day increase or a two-day dip. However, what they're predicting is there could be some upward pricing pressure if global oil prices spike. And the prediction there, based on the fact that Russian President Vladimir Putin called for a partial mobilization of reservists, given the situation in Ukraine, this is the first time it's happened since World War II, he has called up 300,000 reservists. Okay, so people are getting together over there, assembling in what could look like some type of an act of war, And that's not good for any of us because that will adversely affect gas prices. Okay, you know what else adversely affects gas prices? As the article says, a new storm system, okay, forming in the Gulf of Mexico. They expect that it could impact oil production and coastal refineries. Okay, also not good. But you want to know what's driving gas prices? Oh, I don't know. Say, most of all, are you ready for it? Tell it like it is. This guy right here. This is Joe Biden speaking at the U.N. yesterday. So let this be the moment we find within ourselves the will to turn back the tide of climate devastation devastation, and unlock a resilient, sustainable, clean energy economy to preserve our planet. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Okay, it sounds good. You get up to the U.N., your virtue signal. We're saving the planet, he said, to a room full of people who flew there in private jets and would fly home in private jets. No, I'm telling you, this is different. We committed all this money. You're a moron. He really is, because you want to know what happened. Are you ready for it? The market. Price of gas went up a penny yesterday. The market is reacting to his declared agenda. Oh, wow. Yes, Putin can rile things up. Yes, a storm can affect production. But our strategic energy reserves are supposed to be there to insulate us against either of those things. Okay, the fact that we don't have those energy reserves, compounded by the fact that Biden is openly declaring, hey, we just spent more money on green energy than anybody in the world. What an idiot. Yeah, of course it's an idiot. Because what will that do? That will drive up the price of gas. When people see the supply go down, as the demand holds steady, the price of gas goes up. Correct the mundo. Because the ratio shifts. The market hears Joe Biden. This is him last week. He spoke in Detroit. Okay. And what was he talking about last week? Okay. When they were celebrating, uh, you know, we're going to build more batteries. Never mind that Hunter Biden made the direct link between the sale of the cobalt mine, the Chinese government, and Biden officials. Here he is talking about the fact that we're going to get more batteries. And, oh, by the way, we're also going to triple wind power. And this legislation is going to help us triple wind power, unleash American manufacturing to own the global market on electric vehicles. 
We're going to fight the environmental just for environment, environmental justice and create clean energy jobs and apprenticeships in frontline, fence line communities that have been smothered by the legacy pollution. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. First of all, let me jump in on this. When he says, oh, we're going to create these green energy jobs, they're going to be ready to go. Dude, it's been 610 days since Biden killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline. The consolation prize, they trotted out Mayor Pete Booty Judge when he got done pretend breastfeeding his babies. That's a real thing. And they trotted out Pete Booty Judge to say, oh, don't worry about it. We killed 10,000 jobs because of the Keystone Energy Pipeline, but you're all going to get green energy jobs. Has anybody gotten a green energy job from the Keystone Energy Pipeline being killed? The answer would be no. So when Biden gets out there and he says, oh, the time to spend, we're going to create all these jobs. There's no jobs. Okay, that's not happening right now. Okay, when he talks about we're going to triple wind power, hooray. But what happens? Honestly, what happens? Okay, on that weird day of the week where it actually, I don't know, the wind doesn't blow. What actually happens? Does anybody have an answer? California has an answer. You get stuck consuming energy. Can't charge your car. They don't want you to use your appliances. They don't want you to turn down your thermostat. You know, they want you to sweat it out. Well, Gavin Newsom walks around the house in a sweatshirt with a hat on, telling you you got to keep it warm in your house. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, this guy's dressed like he needs a lift ticket. Why? Because he's not lowering his thermostat. He's walking around in air conditioning while the rest of you sweat it out. That's the gig every single time. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, and that's how they're doing us. Listen to this wind energy clip. Okay, here it is. And this legislation is going to help us triple wind power. Unleash American manufacturing to own the global market on electric vehicles. We're going to fight the environmental just for environmental justice and create clean energy jobs and apprenticeships in frontline, fence line communities oh, that I have been smothered by the legacy pollution. Played the wind power clip again. <laughs> this is not good. This is not good, man. <laughs> but the point is, okay, let me give you that one more time. He's trying to make the case that all of this is happening while we're growing the economy. Okay, here it is. What can you do to prevent a recession? Continue to grow the economy. And we're growing the economy. It's growing in in a way that hasn't in years and years. You are lying your ass up. Folks, the economy shrunk two consecutive quarters in a row. By definition... A recession. That's what happened. So when he says, oh, we're growing the economy, you don't have to worry about it. It's not a big deal. Nothing going on here. Why is everybody so worked up? You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. But he did tell the truth when he said they're committed to green energy. He did tell the truth. When he said we're making these big investments and they're getting away from fossil fuels. And you might not have been listening. I wasn't listening. I was sitting on set waiting to go on the Faulkner Focus yesterday. But you know who was listening to every one of those declarations about getting into fossil fuels? They've got to go. Green energy's got to come. You know who was listening? The market. You're absolutely right. Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, 
And there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand. Doesn't have a plan. Blames everyone he can, but he's the problem. And Kamala confuses me, her brain is so empty. They push green energy. It is plain for all to see that they're both clueless. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Busy day on the show. Judge Janine's going to be here. Greg Murphy's going to be here. Of course, right now it is some you and me time. We're reacting to Joe Biden. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of dopey statements. This fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. The last guy had this job, well, let me put it this way. This bill finally delivers on a promise that I've made to the American people. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. We spend a lot, but we pay? The answer would be no. Dude, not paying for anything. They just brought in 87,000 IRS agents because they're counting on you and me to pay. Thanks, big government weenuses. Bottom line, and that's why we're in the position we're in. Nobody trusts this guy from a judgment standpoint, but nobody trusts this guy from an honesty standpoint. But either way you slice it, you're getting the bill. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Pushing more green energy. 
Across America with Jimmy Fallon and Emotion getting back together to sing their 80s one-hit wonder. I believe it was Obsession back then, but sadly, uh, it is now Recession. Why? Because the gross domestic product of this country shrunk for two consecutive quarters, which, of course, was the very definition of a recession, up until the White House attempted to change it just a few weeks back. Uh, when we hit that negative number, they were like, no, you don't understand. It's not a recession. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Okay, this has been my prime focus this week. We've devoted so much time to the DeSantis story and the Martha's Vineyard story because, to be fair, it's hilarious. Nothing has exposed the hypocrisy of the tolerant left like all of the people who have a hate has no home here sign on their front door telling migrants they have no home in the village or island or enclave of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> I mean, seriously, think about that. Hate has no home here. And neither do you. Get going. That's what they did. That's what went on. With a tolerant left, no human is illegal. Everybody's welcome here in Martha's Vineyard. Democrats are so full of crap. They really are. And it starts at the top. So we've covered the DeSantis thing. I've got another update on this Trump story, which is just ridiculous. But I want to talk about the economy because that's the primary driver behind everything in your life. Okay, the mismanagement of this economy. Here is, okay, Joe Biden on 60 Minutes. If you remember, he spoke with Scott Pelley about everything on earth the other night. Except the economy, by the way. They never brought, excuse me, except the border. They never brought up the border. That was embarrassing. Think about that. The border, the number one news story in America right now, the leading cause of adult death in this country is the border, is the fentanyl coming across our southern border that's killing Americans. Well, lo and behold, we get a 60 Minutes interview between Biden and Scott Pelley that never mentions the border once, which is just Ridiculous, completely ridiculous. But lo and behold, they did get into the economy. And if you were playing NFL football and you had challenge flags, you know, when they let the coach challenge a flag, he throws the flag. Hey, I want to review that play. If you had challenge flags during the Biden interview, you would have needed Tommy John surgery by the end of the interview for throwing the challenge flag as many times as you did because everything that came out of his mouth was just garbage. And I don't enjoy saying that, okay, because the truth is, God, people are getting crushed by this economy, and they're showing a real disgusting indifference. Just the way they are at the border, they're doing the same thing on the economy. No, it's doing good. You don't understand. It's not doing good. Here's Biden telling us that although we're at a 40-year high in inflation, whoa, 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 calm down. It's only gone up about an inch. But, dude, if you're drowning in water up to your eyeballs, it going up an inch is still a serious problem. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. But apparently nobody told that to Joe Biden. Whoa, hey, hold on a second. Your grocery bills, what can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. 
inflation rate month to month is just a, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. You're, I, mean, I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Do you realize how stupid and indifferent that sounds to people who are really like skipping meals, not going places as much because they can't afford gas, they can't afford goods? to people that are drastically cutting back. Again, let me just give this to you. I'm in the perspective business, okay? I have perspective. I know what people are going through. 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck right now. And this guy trying to insulate himself against criticism by saying, well, it's not inflation. It's only gone up an inch. Oh, really? That's, I mean, what does that even mean? Okay, people are struggling. On a historic level, we haven't seen inflation like this since the Jimmy Carter administration. And we got a guy out there telling us, hey, Scott, whoa, relax. What are you even talking about here, brother? This is this is nuts, man. It's only gone up an inch. Just because it's at a 40-year high doesn't mean it's at a 41-year high. It's just a 40-year high. That's what Joe Biden says. You're the lowest form of life on earth. I mean, really low, but why is he saying this? Because he's saying, yo, Scott Pelly, don't train your fire on me. Yes, people are getting crushed, but I don't want folks to be mad at me. So how about you shut up and not point out the obvious that this economy is really screwed? That's what he's trying to do. Here's more of it because it's crazy. Steve Kornacki's over on MSNBC. Now, you know, I know this guy wants nothing to do with hitting the Democratic Party. Not when you're 48 days away from the midterms and all of their sexual fantasies involve Democrats retaining power in Washington, D.C. What the hell did you just say? Oh, I'm not even kidding. If you go to, like, Democratic adult websites, they don't even have pictures of girls. They just have, like, Democrats swearing in ceremonies. They just have, like, election night, Trump losing to Biden. Well, it wasn't election night. It was election month because we don't count all the votes in one night. In fact, in election night, he was winning the election. You know, they called a little bit of a timeout. And again, I'm not telling the election stolen. Don't ban me from Twitter. I don't have that proof. I just know the more you watch Joe Biden, the harder it is to believe that anybody voted for the guy. I agree with that. But here's Steve Kornacki over on MSNBC. I've been playing this clip a bunch because it's not every day. You get to credit MSNBC with giving people a straight read. But here he is flat out admitting that, according to polling, most Americans by a two to one margin say Biden is tanking the economy. What hovers all over all of this, though, is, again, the economy. You saw the Republican advantage on the economy. And when you ask this question about Joe Biden, the effect his policies have had in the economy, a two to one margin, folks saying it's more hurt the economy than help the economy. So ultimately, what the Republicans hope here is you know, abortions taken center stage this summer. Donald Trump, uh, his numbers aren't very good in this poll. He took center stage this summer, this summer, and this summer has seen that generic ballot get tighter and draw even in our poll. What Republicans hope is that ultimately between now and Election Day, it's the economy that reemerges at the fore. I mean, that's, you know, Steve Kornacki, but where he's lying to you. OK, I want to give him credit. 
for honestly admitting to his audience that, yes, everyone thinks Biden's tanking the economy, but where he is still shilling, and you need to understand this, is when he makes the point that, well, Republicans are hoping the economy will take center stage between them. Well, yo, hold on a second. The economy is center stage. It's always been center stage. Why? Because it's the number one issue for voters. It was a month ago. It was six weeks ago. Okay, it was eight months ago. It's a Dr. Seuss book on a plane, on a train, on a boat with a goat. People are concerned about the economy. Why? Because we've been at a 40 year spike in inflation for about six months now. Do you understand? This wasn't Putin's price hike when Biden was saying like, oh, it's Putin's price hike. Do you understand that prices had gone up 14 straight months before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine? He knows what he's talking about. That was the point we were making then when he was saying, oh, it's Putin's price hike. You don't understand. You were lying your ass up. It wasn't Putin's price hike. It was going it had gone up for 14 straight months. The economy has been the number one issue the whole time. So kudos to Steve Kornacki and MSNBC for acknowledging that everyone thinks Biden hosed the economy. But he's still trying to shield the guy from criticism. By saying what? Well, you know, hopefully for the Republicans, it'll take center stage. Democrats want it to go away. Here's a newsflash. It's not going away. You want to know why it's not going away? Because it's not getting any better. So as long as it's a liability for people, it's going to be a liability for Joe Biden. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But this is where it gets so stupid. Okay. Joe Biden, if you remember, he might not. Okay, a week ago, week and a half ago, they had the big inflation reduction celebration on the White House lawn because they had passed the Inflation Reduction Act. The only problem was when the CBO scored the bill, when it came to reducing inflation, what their determination was didn't reduce inflation, not even a little. Not this week. Again, a Dr. Seuss book, not on a train, on a plane, not on a boat, not on a goat. Not in a car, not at a bar, okay? Not in a pool, not with a fool, okay? Inflation isn't going down. But they still got out on the White House lawn last week. They brought out James Taylor. He sang Fire and Rain. And it was kind of apropos because there was fire and rain all over your 401k because the stock market crashed 1,200 points while Biden was speaking about how he was stimulating the economy. Think about that. But they had the big concert on the White House lawn. Okay, why? Because perception is more important than reality. Sell the people we're doing something about inflation. After all, it's the Inflation Reduction Act. Of course, passing the Inflation Reduction Act, that's going to drive things down. No, we have added more money to the deficit, and we are going to drive up inflation in the short term. Okay, that's reality. But because we're less than two months from the midterms, they want to create the perception that they're doing something to help you. Of course, it's all a masking agent to help them. But this is the bigger problem, okay? As panned as the James Taylor concert was, they just announced, I'm not even making this up. No one's even going to believe me, okay? They're having an Elton John concert at the White House this Friday night. I only know this because I have an op-ed about it right now. You can read it at foxnews.com. It came out this morning at 7 a.m. when I read this story. I was like, how is this even a thing? 
But they're trotting out Elton John Friday night. I guess he's going to retune his songs for Joe Biden. <laughs> Does he do that? Does he change the lyrics? Is like, instead of don't let the sun go down on me, is it like, don't let my son smoke crack on me? <laughs> Hunter's a dirtbag. <laughs> I'm still sniffing hair, hair, hair. Like, does that go on? I don't know. But the point is, in a perception is reality world where inflation is going up, okay, the price of gas no longer going down, according to the reports we're reading, the border being out of control, they're like, well, if we bust out another singer whose best albums are available on A-Track, maybe people will forgive us at the midterms. This is what they do. This is bonding. They don't have solutions. They have bonding. Like, do you remember when Jill Biden went down to San Antonio and called all the Latino voters a bunch of breakfast tacos? What the hell did you just say? Yeah, well, if you think that's dumb, you should rewind the tape on James Taylor celebrating inflation reduction at a time when it wasn't even going down. Stock market was falling, but there was Joe on the lawn Saying the bill they passed would help me and you But inflation is soaring, and my savings are gone Joe can't remember who he's talking to Joe's a liar and he's insane Spend sunny days in the basement with no friends He's seen Hunter's crimes, but the press won't cover them And he's shaking hands with invisible men Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Somebody you can hang out with. Saturday night, October the 15th. I've been plugging this gig to the moon and back. Somebody better show up. Uh, We are at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa. Hot comedy town of Ottumwa. Uh, we will be there Saturday night. It's a gorgeous theater. If you're in the hood, you want to come back, help me sober up and make it to the airport Sunday morning. I could use all the help I can get. Tickets for that available at Ticketmaster.com. I'm always plugging the pants off of these shows. I got to be honest with you. It's very flattering. It's very humbling that these shows are selling out around the country now. Because as a lot of you know, that wasn't always the case for me. Okay, I was always the guy who went on stage before the guy you've actually heard of. You know, the opening act, getting paid in, like, chicken parmesan heroes. I mean, a glorious way for me to go through life is an open bar and free food. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I disagree. It's been great to me. But the point is, to be here playing these huge theaters with huge sold-out crowds and doing meet-and-greets afterwards, it's kind of amazing. Okay, but the thing I take away from it the most, and I've probably said this a thousand times now, is every time I get back here on a Monday from hitting the road and hanging out with you guys, I'm always proud. I am proud of who's there in the audience. I have, pound for pound, the coolest crowd. 
Like when you talk about the people you meet at these shows, their vibe, you know, they're funny. They make fun of me. They all wear wacky jackets to make fun of mine. You know, I had a woman, <laughs> I had a woman flash me when me and Jenny were hanging out in the Lake of the Ozarks. We had a woman pull her top off. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is they're just fun people. It's a fun crowd. We're doing something really unique. And I always encourage people to get out and go because radio is a weird thing. For a lot of us, it's like a Unabomber vibe where we listen to it alone. So it's you and my crazy voice all day, whether it's during your commute, whether it's at your job, whether it's before you go to bed at night, like some of you kinky ladies who message me, I'm listening to you under the covers. Like that, that's like a thing. And I think it's hilarious. I think you're all funny. Uh, but the point is, okay, the crowd I have cultivated is amazing. And when you leave your Unabomber mentality of listening to the show alone and go see who your fellow Unabombers are, you're like, wow, this is a pretty cool crowd. And it really is. So if you're anywhere near Ottumwa, Iowa on Saturday night, you're more than welcome to come down and check it out. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Judge Janine Pirro, she's got a front row seat in the next hour. We're also going to be talking with North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy, who is, oh, by the way, a practicing physician in Congress who has an awful lot to say about your man, Anthony Fauci, who is uh, making more news right here, right now. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. What else is new? Oh, you bet it is. We're back in action. Got a big hour coming up. North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy is going to be here. We've got a lot to discuss in terms of COVID and everything in between. But the conversation has also pivoted towards abortion because of some ridiculous comments by Stacey Abrams. And I will tell you in this hour, okay, why Stacey Abrams has gone past race baiting now into full-on conspiracy nonsense in an effort to make her gubernatorial race down in Georgia just close enough so she can claim it was stolen because that's who she is. Okay. She wants to do what? Okay. She wants to be a professional victim. This is a woman who lost Georgia. Remember they tell you like Donald Trump challenged the results in Georgia. Stacey Abrams lost by five times as many votes in Georgia as Donald Trump did. Okay. And has called herself the rightful sitting governor of Georgia. For the last four years, okay, running around, they stole it, it was voter suppression, okay, and now here she is wading into the abortion debate. Stacey Abrams is full of And why is she doing that, you might ask? Well, I think Lincoln answered the question. Why is she doing that? Because Stacey Abrams is full of But what happened is for real, Kemp, if you look at the polling in Georgia, Brian Kemp is up about eight points. So they're not close enough now that she can say it was stolen. Stacey Abrams has gotten rich off of challenging election results. That's the funny thing about the Democrats, for all this yelling and screaming about, oh, Trump's a threat to democracy. Okay, the Democrats spent four years telling you the 2016 election was stolen. I think he's got a point. I've played you the clips thousands of times. Stacey Abrams is one of the loudest voices out there. She's never conceded. She gets introduced to speaking events as the rightful governor of Georgia. She was on The View last week, flat out saying, okay, that I won. I didn't give a straight-up concession speech per se. I mean, the view is awful. Bottom line. But here is Stacey Abrams. She's in a really desperate spot right now. Okay. 
And she's in a desperate spot because no one is buying the oppression claim. Okay, her whole platform is oppression. Black people are under attack in Georgia. Yo, when they mounted this rally of calling voter ID laws Jim Crow on steroids. Remember Joe Biden? Uh, this is down in Georgia, what they're doing? Come on, man. This, this is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. Well, that law that he told you was Jim Crow on steroids led to a 220% increase in early voting. Oh, wow. But Stacey Abrams got on TV and said, well, just because you don't see the suppression doesn't mean there's not voter suppression. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. People know her now as like a professional ambulance chaser. She's a manufactured grievance candidate. We're at a desperate point in the race. So as the abortion issue has been something at the forefront of the Democratic pitch to voters, hey, vote for us. You can kill your babies till they're toddlers. Oh, it'll be great. I mean, it's really disgusting. But Stacey Abrams, with a straight face, told a crowd yesterday that human beings, okay, when we go in for ultrasounds, like when Jenny was pregnant with Lincoln, that the ritual, that the ritual of hearing the baby's heartbeat is actually fake, like they're playing you a ringtone. Not even close! But that's what she's going with here. I want you to hear this, and I'll explain why this is a thing and why the Democratic Party isn't outright trashing it. Here it is, clip 32. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, if you heard the audio, there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks, she said. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have a right to control a woman's body. Don't you have any respect for yourself? No. Look at her. She's a clown. Stacey Abrams is a professional clown. Okay, and why is she positing the argument at this? Okay, because this is scientifically all the way wrong. Okay, all the, what, so what happens to the millions of people listening right now, to the millions of people having babies a year? Okay, I'm to believe this is a manufactured sound. When we went in for the ultrasound and they showed us the sonogram, there was like somebody behind the curtain playing a ringtone on his phone. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's what she's going with. Hear it again, clip 32. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Okay, just understand, this is beyond conspiratorial kook stuff. But is the Democratic Party coming out and condemning Stacey Abrams right now? The answer would be no. No, because they don't care about the facts of abortion. They just want the issue. They want the the issue under any circumstance. They have no regard for the baby. This is barbaric. This is disgusting. Okay, if you look at the polling on abortion, it's so wildly out of step with what the Democrats and the media is telling you. The media gets every day, oh, no, you don't understand. 
abortion everywhere. You should be able to get one at a McDonald's. You just drive through. They just give you one. The media is a bunch of losers. But the American people, when you look at the polling, just so you understand, for the pro-life crowd, 60%, 60% of the American people do support abortion up until 12 weeks. They do. Okay, I don't want to lie. I don't want to, you know, reframe the argument. They do support abortion up to 12 weeks. After that, falls off a cliff. Okay, 65% do not support it in the next trimester. Over 85% do not support it in the final trimester. And again, the Democrats want abortion on demand throughout the pregnancy when the baby can live far beyond the mother. That's not right. Not even a little bit. It's disgusting. It's infanticide. It's murder. Okay, if you can abort a baby the day before it's born, and that's perfectly fine. Okay, but understand, if it was born and you were to kill it the next day, that's murder. You're probably doing life in prison, unless you get, you know, sentenced in a democratic city. They're probably letting you out in an hour. But the point, I'd probably hire you to babysit. They're maniacs. But the point is, okay, we're talking about fully viable human beings. They're in favor of killing. Okay, and it's such an important political issue that they're willing to distort not only the standing of the American people, but they're willing to also distort the science. That is correct. This is a woman who just flat out said there is no heartbeat at six weeks. That is a fact check false. Okay, it's beyond false. It is disqualifying. It is disqualifying. But why is she saying these disgusting things? Because she is in a really desperate spot. Bingo. I mean, down eight points if she loses. Because right now, if you look at the trends... The Kemp lead is expanding right now down in Georgia. Okay, and if it gets into double digits, you know, you start talking about 12 to 15 percent, which you might already be there because the polls are never accurate. The polls are not there to report public opinion. They're there to shape public opinion, create the perception the race is going one way. So everybody psychologically goes, well, you know, these guys are going to win. Let's just vote with them. I mean, think of how many states, think of how many states in 2020 were double digit wrong. According to the polls, you know, oh, Trump's going to lose Wisconsin by 20 points. We had that one poll. He wound up losing it by about 10,000 votes, all of which were counted in the dead of the night. But that's another story for another time. Uh, and I'm not telling you the election was stolen every time this comes up. But you know who does tell you the election was stolen? Stacey Abrams. He knows what he's talking about. And when this election is over, I want you to understand. OK, and this is the whole joke of January 6th. This is why, you know, every Republican on Earth has condemned the Capitol attacks. Every single one of us said if you're storming the Capitol, you're not a Republican, you're not a Democrat, you are the antithesis of what we preach on the show. You are a Okay, but understand, the Democrats have tried to reposition this as a coup. They were attempting to overthrow our government. Dude, it was like, you know, a bunch of chunky middle-aged white people led by a guy in a Chewbacca bikini. And I'm not saying it was good, but when you call it a deadly white supremacist insurgency, nobody was there because of Joe Biden's race. And the only person killed, even though one is too many, is an unarmed Trump supporter by the name of Ashley Babbitt, who served this country in the military. But you don't hear a word about her. And you damn sure better believe if a Democratic protester was shot by a Capitol cop unarmed. Oh, my God, the guy would be doxxed. They would have burnt down his house by now. There's obviously a huge double standard. It's almost cliche to point it out. But I bring all of this up because what everybody needs to understand is when the Democrats lose in the midterms, a lot of the same people who are steering the January 6th committee saying challenging an election is a threat to our democracy, a lot of those same people, including Stacey Abrams, are going to say it was stolen. 
just like they did in 2016, okay? And Stacey Abrams, again, she doesn't want to govern. She wants to go on the speaking engagement, the buffet tour. You make a lot of money. You show up, everybody eats their buffet, then you go up to speak at the end, and you're like, it was stolen. And they're like, yeah, girl, go on. And I'm the governor. It was stolen. Twice they stole it from me. I'm telling you. Dude, she did it on The View last week. That was embarrassing. But that's what we're dealing with, the death of shame. There's no bottom. Okay, when you're willing to get in front of a room full of people and flat out say that a baby doesn't have a heartbeat. Yo, I was there. I heard the baby's heart week at six weeks. And I promise you, I was a cab driver. We couldn't afford the kind of doctor that had special effects. Okay, there was no, like, no, there wasn't anything going like, hey, let's play this guy a ringtone. Let's go on. Somebody stands behind the curtain and makes, like, a boom, 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 boom. That wasn't going on, okay? But they say stupid things like this. Why? Because they're trying to cater to stupid people. I admire your honesty. Okay, that's what they're catering to, people whose emotions are their facts. What did she just say in that statement? It's not the beginning of the statement that matters here. Okay, to you and me, to factual people, her saying there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks, we're like, what are you, nuts? What are you, a shameless buffoon? What are you, a circus clown? Okay, but understand, to the other people listening, they heard the second half of the statement, which is it's designed to give men the right to take control of a woman's body. That is offensive, and it is not true. Just like everything else about Stacey Abrams. is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, I did promise at the start of the show... We'd actually take some phone calls in between guests. We got Judge Jadine coming on. We got Representative Greg Murphy, but batting leadoff out in the Lake of the Ozarks. Martin is back on the show. Yo, Martin. Hey, Jimmy. My man. You looked good on the TV this morning. Are they <laughs> using that thinny makeup on you right now? <laughs> Yo, can I tell you something? The girl who does the makeup is actually getting surgery on her rotator cuff from all of the applications she had to do to my face today. Thanks Jimmy, slide down the arm. It's it's her carpal tunnel that she's going to need surgery <laughs> on. The, the point is she earned her money. Uh, it is Miller time, but thank you for the compliment. Yeah, absolutely. But point being, um, truth be told, I'm a registered nurse. I work in an ER, mm-hmm. and if what Stacey Abrams had to say was actually true, I'm there when some women, you know, six weeks come in, they have some complications, they're concerned, so some somebody was making noise artificially mm-hmm. these women who come in and sadly are told i'm very sorry that uh this is not going to mm-hmm. be a viable option for you it's just the extreme slap in the face that she made a couple days ago in that mm-hmm. panel discussion she had and i just for the life of me i can't get how democrats can say whatever they want to say in the world of politics and it's never held accountable but Somebody on the right side of the aisle makes a comment, and it's just completely eviscerated. And that and that person, whatever comes to be for them after they're eviscerated by the, the, the media and whatnot, mm-hmm. is never able to reclaim their good name. But lefties 
down the line can say whatever they want across the board, and there's never any consequence. Yeah, and this won't even get touched, man. There's nobody out there speaking out on the Democratic side. It's nuclear. I mean, it's complete. It's plutonium. Nobody's going to touch it. Nobody's going to say anything about it. The people of Georgia are going to be left Mm -hmm. to wonder, is that true? Maybe I shouldn't vote for that guy. Yeah, it's it's sick. And the level of lie, because you know what's really gross about it, man, is this is her— trying to tie this to a narrative that of the heartbeat's fake, but the bigger issue, again, men want to control women's bodies. They're coming to get us. That's the abortion position. Give us everything we want, including aborting a baby months after it's viable beyond the mother, or you're attacking women. And the God's honest truth is, no, they're attacking children. I mean, if you're a registered nurse, I, I believe it's infanticide. If you're killing a baby in the third trimester, is it not infanticide? In, in my assessment, the stuff out of New York where they say, yeah. you know, the baby can be born and then you can take care of things. Yeah. How is that not first degree murder? Yeah, straight up. But that's that's that is their position. But you want to know why they do this? Like, I this is my thought. You know, I follow this as you do, man. I think they take the most extreme position for the simple fact that they know we're going to push back against something extreme, which allows them to label us as like anti-women or we're trying to restrict their freedoms or take away their rights. Because that's how they're framing this argument. Like the overturning of Roe versus Wade took away the right to the abortion when, in fact, it didn't. If you live in a blue state, you have more abortion than ever. So it is it's barbaric, man. And I appreciate the fact that you. You know, you're willing to speak to this with the credentials that you have. We don't get a lot of people in the medical profession like Greg Murphy is on next and I can ask him these questions. You know, but most of the people who hang out with me know Dr. Dre and Dr. Pepper. So the fact that you're actually in a hospital uh, helpful, Martin, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good day, Jim. Good stuff. My man. There he goes. The great Martin. I mean, think about what Martin just said. It's a registered nurse. You're talking about murder, talking about actual murder, what they're doing to children in their head. No, no, it's a woman's right. Got to be able to kill your baby. I mean, come on. How are women going to get ahead in the workforce? Like, wait, what? It is not empowering to go spend more time in a cubicle in your 20s as opposed to the joys of, I don't know, raising a child. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a choice to do one or the other. I'm not saying every path is the correct one for every single person. But I'm just saying the idea that they're selling this as empowerment and they're telling you the people who oppose it for the grounds of protecting life, protecting a baby, you know, supporting the idea of a nuclear family. They frame us as doing this from a place of hate or indifference. Okay, but I mean, if you really think about this, lay it down, write it down on a piece of paper. Okay, there's two people having a conversation. One of them says you shouldn't be able to kill a baby when you're eight months pregnant and it could live beyond the mom for a couple of months now. The other person says you should. Okay, based on anything you know about science, in what world Are you going to look at the person who wants to kill the eight-month-old baby as the good person? The answer is no world. That's why they're not having the conversation on those terms. They're having a conversation of men are holding down women. They just feel threatened by a powerful woman. So they want to, you know, they won't let us have our infanticide, our abortion on demand. Okay, understand, when the Democrats in the 90s were led by Bill Clinton— the, the abortion position was it should, be, it should be safe, legal, and rare. Safe, legal, and the key word there, are you ready? Rare. Rare. Doesn't happen a lot, but if it does, we understand there will be limitations to it, and away you go. Their position has gone from safe, legal, and rare to whatever you want, whenever you want it, which, i got to be honest, is not tenable for most of America. 
They don't have that conversation. They don't talk about where the polling's at on abortion. They just tell you men shouldn't be making decisions on a woman's body when, in fact, Roe versus Wade was made by an all-male Supreme Court. So should we throw that out because it was all men, too? Of course not, okay? And that's the bottom line. When you break this down and you slice it up from any scientific angle, the only hypothesis to deduce here is that— Democrats are so full of crap. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We cracked the case, by the way. I forgot to tell you guys this earlier in the show. The listener who's been sending evil Knievel toys to our studio. I've gotten multiple packages here at the Fox News Channel of these evil Knievel figurine toys. You can rev them up and they do stunts. Uh, It is Peter up in Vermont. So, Peter, if you're listening, we do appreciate you sending us the Evil Knievel swag. But joining us now on the line is not Evil Knievel. He's a representative in Congress who happens to be a doctor that you'd probably go see after attempting an Evil Knievel stunt. Representative Greg Murphy back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, good afternoon. God forbid, uh, God forbid I did a few things when I was a kid on bicycles that, uh, amazingly enough, I'm still alive today. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no thanks, no thanks. Brings back... Some tragic memories. Oh, everybody who lived in that era of, you know, bicycle stunts and everything, like, not half of us shouldn't be alive right now. The oh, thing, my God. Not oh even close, God. right? Kids did that. Yeah, but everybody today is all on their phones, and, you know, maybe yep. all you'll get is a arthritis early on your, on your phone. <laughs> you gotta, kids got a sore thumb. <laughs> that's, that's probably better than right. some, some of the injuries we, we endured. But you know what? It built character. It built character, I say. Um, right. Let right. me ask you this. As a practicing physician— when you heard Stacey Abrams, I don't know if you caught the clip saying there's no such thing as a fetal heartbeat at six weeks. Is there any world where that's supported by any science whatsoever, or is this just crazy conspiratorial shamelessness? Like, what is that? She's just, um, you know, the words that come out of some of these liberals' mouths. You know, here it is, Jimmy. It's kind of like they get to redefine reality. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, you know, Biden says that it's not a recession, but two months of a negative growth is by definition of recession. Or you don't know what a woman is, so by definition of definition, a heartbeat is when myocardial muscle beats and there's blood in it. So don't. That's when. That's when a heart beats, and so uh, she. She just. My God, how are how are these people actually on the streets talking these days? I was talking with somebody this morning that if we pulled somebody, Republican, Democrat, whatever, um, out of uh, in a time machine and pull them back even 15 years ago and brought them today, mm-hmm. and even the most liberal person then, what would they think about today? They would think that the world has absolutely turned upside down. Oh, upside not, down. Spot, spot on. I'll give and, you an example. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, it's 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 nuts. We're talking to North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy. There was this. I'm I'm not even kidding. There was a show on Showtime. You probably didn't watch it, um, but the comedian who played Ollie G, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he had a show that in 2018 in the season finale, his last joke of the season was a sketch where he said the left was going to get so woke they were pretending men could have babies, and in 2018 that was considered outrageous comedy. Like, come on, it's not going to get that nuts. And here we are right now with a pregnant man emoji on our iPhones. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely absurd. And, you know, I had a discussion when I was on the board of trustees of my alma mater with the president at the time Mm -hmm. when she's pushing just this woke, woke, woke agenda. And I said, okay, well, the logical progression will be that at some point 
you guys are going to say pedophilia is okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Now you have some people saying that's okay. It's really okay for an older man to be interested in a a prepubertal girl or something else like that. So it's just I think, Jimmy, they wake up every day and they go, what can I say or what can I do that is even freaking crazier than the day before? It's, like, um, it's actually it's just maddening. It's true. It's like back to us riding bicycles. You're always trying to find the most extreme stunt you can. But whereas we were doing it, uh, you know, for little one upsmanship and ridiculousness, my uh, my take is I really do think they go to these extremes because they know any rational person is going to push back. And they're counting on that pushback as a means of saying we have some type of a phobia towards whatever the group of people is that would be affected by this belief. That's basically what it is. That's why you hear things about late-term abortion. They don't talk about the viability of the baby. They talk about that we must just hate women. Isn't that the play? Yeah, 100%. And you're you're a misogynist or you're a bigot or you're a racist. All of these things, they throw such a blanket over people. And what's really interesting is because it's a party that says don't believe – or just believe what we say, don't mm-hmm. believe what you see. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're, they're going to say, oh, this is the greatest economy in the world, and now don't, don't believe what you see at the gas pump or don't believe what you see in the supermarket. Just believe what we say, that everything is beautiful and, uh, and, and copacetic, as it were. It's just I think the American people really truly see, uh, see through all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. But amazingly enough, they stick together. They stay on message. They continued their lies and deception. And, and aided by the uh, mainstream media, aided by those people, some uh, people just after being told enough of a lie start believing it. And that's what's happening in the United States. It is insane. We're talking to North Carolina Representative Greg Murphy. One more question on health. Uh, Biden caught a lot of blowback for his 60-minute comments that the pandemic was over. Now, I think he was saying the quiet part out loud, that from a health standpoint it is. But is the reason for the backlash the fact that bureaucratically – they see the pandemic is just getting started. Well, I think, honestly, Jimmy, this is the reason. Mm-hmm. This is point blank the reason. Now, you remember the national health emergency, public health emergency, was started by Trump because we came into an era when we absolutely had no idea what was going on with this virus. Mm-hmm. And he did the right thing, and Biden at first continued to do the right thing. But what they have seen now, this administration is, they can do one-party rules, still saying everything's a public health emergency, national emergency, and such that he can do executive orders, which would otherwise be unconstitutional. And, for example, the student loan um, giveaway, transfer, um, tax on people who never got the thing, is not constitutional. But under his, uh, quote, emergency powers, he's able to do these things. Again, also what you're doing in the health sphere during this national emergency no state is allowed to audit its Medicaid roles. So every year when you're on, on Medicaid, they audit the roles and kick people off who are no longer eligible, mm-hmm. eligible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No state has been able to do that to, uh, for the tune of at least two years now. To the point now, Jimmy, sit down when, you're, when you hear this, that one in four Americans, one in four is now on Medicaid. Think about all those people who are getting benefits that shouldn't, and then we're screaming, where are all the people um, that should be working? Yep. Well, they're sitting on Medicaid getting benefits when they really should not be. And this is all because of Biden continuing uh, the pandemic and continuing the narrative that today is in a crisis, despite the fact when he's gloating, saying 
The economy's never been better, and they're doing all such great things. It's hypocrisy at its best. Yeah, it's the most shameless thing I've ever witnessed the last couple of weeks. I mean, they had an inflation reduction party on the White House lawn on a day when inflation came in at 8.3%. The stock market crashed. James Taylor was singing Fire and Rain as there was actual fire and rain on your 401k. It was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. But, you know, you get it, man. It's a, yeah. God. I, I'm kind of disappointed in James Taylor. He's a good North Carolina boy. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe he's bought into that nonsense. And so, um, well, you know the deal. If that, you're, you're going to cut him off, we'll take his barbecue. You know how this works. I don't know. He's a Chapel Hill boy. So <laughs> I, I still think that's Eastern. In fact, I had a little. Uh, I had a little Eastern North Carolina barbecue here in D.C. last week. It was devoured. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. We just hit our quota because you understand on this show when you come on, there's like a line in Vegas of how many times I'm going to bring up barbecue. I do. I believe the over was two and a half. So if we get off the line right now, we actually win betting the under for the first time ever. Uh, but we'll do it. I do, do love it. talking to you, my man. Keep playing good ball out there. Uh, we're all counting on you guys to pull through in the midterms because it is a mess, man. It's a big mess. Absolute mess. Absolute. Go get him. Well, there he goes. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you too, you my man. man. Representative Greg Murphy from the great state of North Carolina. It's shameless. Like what we're watching is flat out shameless. They had an inflation reduction party on the White House lawn on the same day the inflation numbers came in at a 40 year high. This is total crap. Now you got the little kids worked up. It's not just the congressman. But we were talking about a lot of, you know, health issues in this hour with all the nonsense pertaining to, you know, late-term abortion and everything in between. Uh, One of our superstar callers who messages me on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I say that, I reiterate that, because that is the page where I check all of my message. This next guest can attest to such things because she reached out, as she did last year, to talk about uh, Sepsis Awareness Month. And Maria joining us from Boston on the phone right now to do that. Hey, Maria. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, Always better when we get to talk. You know, you're very good for morale. I always appreciate your messages. Uh, And I'm using you as a teachable moment because what happens is before I got my own radio show, obviously I have a Facebook page that's my personal page, and people send me messages on that page, but I don't check it. So, like, I was checking messages yesterday. I'm not even kidding. Uh, Someone was asking me to wish him a happy birthday. Uh, The message was from 2021. Which means this guy's had two birthdays <laughs> since he sent that message. He's like, ah, oh, Jimmy Fail is just the worst. But the truth is, I get so I can't catch the messages, so I tell him to go to the Facebook page because I see them. So you are proof that I see the messages, correct, Maria? I am, I am, and you always respond, and I really appreciate it. Of course, and you know it's me by the grammar. You're like, oh yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so tell us about it. So we had this talk last year. September is Sepsis Awareness Month, correct? Yes. Okay. So yes. take it away. So a lot of people haven't heard of sepsis or or what it is. So during the month of September, um, I try to do whatever I can to get the word out and to try and educate people on what sepsis is. Because unfortunately, when people learn about it, um, it's because they've had it or they've lost a loved one to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into septic shock in 2014 from a strep infection I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. I spent seven weeks between the hospital and rehab, two of those in a medically induced coma. 
Um, and as a result, I ended up losing my toes uh, for some from some of the medication they gave me while I was in the hospital to keep my organs functioning. Oh my goodness um, gracious! So, yeah. So September is is a time where we try to get the word out and let people at least hear the word sepsis. Um, there's two really good websites they can check out. Um, sepsis.org and nsepsis.org. Mm -hmm. I think the best way to learn about it is to go to the faces of sepsis and learn about the stories and read about the stories and what people went through. I think that's the best way to get educated. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a website. It's called The Tolis Runner. Mm -hmm. um, and on there, I will post different stories, different facts about, about sepsis to spread awareness that way as well. Listen, I, you know, like I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to come on and do this because the whole point of this show, and you've probably heard me say it a thousand times, is we're trying to like use the platform for good. We tell a lot of stupid jokes and we hang out, but uh, people like you, and, I, and I'm saying this to everybody else in the audience listening who might have some good cause they want to support, you're always welcome uh, to come on. And you don't have to feel the pressure that you can't speak as eloquently as Maria can. Maria, you're smooth on the radio, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very nervous. No, stop it. You don't sound like it at all. You sound like you could be guest hosting the show. The only problem is your vocabulary is bigger than mine, so it's not going to work out. Oh, thank you. Give thank us, you. Give us that website one more time just so we know where to go. Okay. So my website is thetolisrunner.com, mm -hmm. um, and the other websites to check out are sepsis.org mm -hmm. and nsepsis.org. I love it. And, and I, go ahead. I, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm currently doing a um, plank challenge Ooh. where we're asking people to do a plank. So maybe if you would like to do a plank mm -hmm. um, and post it on social media and then do the hashtag sepsis awareness. Oh, um, my just goodness. Kind of like a fun way for people to get involved well, and use that well, hashtag. Well, so it turns out this whole plug was a Trojan horse to make me exercise. <laughs> yes. Did you you saw me on TV this morning and you know what? We're like, we're going to make up a plank challenge to get Jimmy in shape. You know, Maria, shame on you. I just sung your praises for five minutes. I kid. Uh, we will... I heard you talk about Steve Ducey's cookbook and how oh, much you like to cook now. You have no idea. And it's funny because, like, Lincoln, Lincoln isn't on the joke because I've told Lincoln, like, you know, if you learn how to cook four or five things, people think you're like a brilliant chef because you really can master four or five things. And uh, everybody in the audience should have a cook like a cookbook, especially guys, because people come over my house and they're like, wow, Jimmy, like, would you go to like school or something? And like, believe me, beyond those four dishes, I can't make a bowl of cereal like I can't do anything. <laughs> but again, you can get by. And uh, those are the tricks of the trade. That's why you come to Fox Across America. It's all smoke and mirrors, Maria. You're the best. <laughs> well, th thank you for your advocacy and stay in touch on the Facebook. And of course, you're welcome to call back in any time. OK, pal? I will do. Have a great day. You too. There she goes, the great Maria up in Boston. There we go back after this. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Extra, extra read all about it. I have an op-ed right now on foxnews.com about the concert tomorrow night at the White House, Elton John. Okay, the White House announced yesterday that Joe Biden is going to be doing a concert with Elton John. I don't remember that ever happening. But uh, it is called A Night When Hope and Music Rhyme. I don't even know what that means. 
Uh, but it's a made-for-TV event on the South Lawn of the White House. I had some comments, and uh, you can read them at foxnews.com if you want to go check that out. If you want to watch me on TV, I will be back on with Kennedy tonight on the K-Train. Tomorrow night, I will be on Waters World with Jesse Waters, uh, squaring off against our good buddy Emily Campagno. Uh, it's going to be a wild one. You want to check it out. But right now, it's still some you and me time. I'm going right back to the calls. Gary is in Addison County, Vermont. Yo, Gary. Hey, Jimmy, I got an update. Remember Monday, mm-hmm. I, uh, I called uh, suggesting that uh, mm-hmm. migrant shipments to Burlington, Vermont would be a good idea. <laughs> well, our governor must have been listening because in today's news, the state of Vermont, the governor is making contingency plans in case they start arriving. Wow. And you'll never guess where they want to house them. Uh-oh. College campuses. Get out of town. That's a real thing? Like they were listening to our phone call because you you recommended they, all of this? They must have been because it's in this morning's news, WCAX, uh, Channel 3 News. Wow. They're making contingency plans, and they're going to put them in college campuses of all places. Well, this is actually brilliant by them because if they spend five <laughs> minutes with these liberal college kids, they'll go back to Venezuela. They'll be like, you yeah, know what, yeah, I'd rather yeah. starve. I'll take the communist <laughs> government. Let me kill a few zoo animals for dinner. Wow, but you're a little bit of a prophet these days, Gary. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking credit for that. Um, <laughs> you know, hey, they must have been listening. That's they're, good. They're listening, um, man. VMT up in Vermont is a big reach, as you know. If you, you know, Anyone who showed up to the Spang Puppy knows that you know everybody's listening. We had a huge turnout. But it's fascinating that, you know, what the stunt, as they're calling it, has accomplished is there are Democrats out there that do want to claim some virtue and take in migrants now, which, if nothing else, will at least take the burden off of red states like Texas that are getting screwed. So there's no way to to slice this, that DeSantis wasn't brilliant for doing this, that Greg Abbott wasn't brilliant for doing this, because they actually succeeded in forcing a conversation on this issue that nobody was having. I mean, understand, this has been a crisis for two years, and the only time a news camera showed up was when they went to Martha's vineyard you know so wild stuff uh gary if you have any more predictions you know certainly call in for next week you know we always want to hear them we're gonna gonna start betting on you now go ahead i got a better place for him to dump them i mean bernie the man of the people has two multi-million dollar homes in the burlington area it's a perfect place to park the buses and start unloading (laughs) haven't these migrants been through enough without having to hang out with bernie sanders this is just inhumane now gary i'm kidding you're the best great call uh, Judge Janine Pirro. Uh, I mean, when you talk about the best of the absolute best, she cannot wait to get on the air with me in the next hour. That is a lie. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here it comes. A big hour. A plus-sized hour of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, Judge Janine Pirro, co-host of The Five, Fox News multimedia superstar, Fox Nation, world-dominating force of fury, is going to join us in studio in this hour. And we are fired up for that because her legal expertise is needed. Because I don't know if you heard yesterday, I kind of teased this at the top of the show today, but the Attorney General... Here in New York, Letitia James filed a $250 million lawsuit 
against Donald Trump. What the hell did you just say? $250 million. Now, your former Attorney General Bill Barr, who, to be honest with you, is not in Donald Trump's good graces right now, was on our air yesterday flat out saying, oh, come on, this is a scam. It's a total political hit job. Uh, And he outlined the legal reasons as to why he was with Donald Trump on this one. I'm going to be very interested to run it by Judge Jeanine as well. Uh, And, of course, your legal expertise, most important, at 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a Uh, If you want to do some reading at a third-grade level, I have an op-ed right now. Uh, It is on foxnews.com. It is about the upcoming White House concert. Elton John is playing at the White House tomorrow night because Joe Biden is trying to distract you from the fact that inflation is at a 40-year high and the border is out of control. Tell them like it is. Okay, so there's going to be an Elton John concert. I wrote about it just to give you guys a distraction from hard news. If you want to go read it, do check it out. Uh, But the big talk as we get underway right now is this raid. It's ridiculous. Understand, Letitia James is somebody who ran for office, who's someone who ran for her position as attorney general by vowing to get Donald Trump. You don't understand. I'm going to sue this guy every day. I'm going to be his worst nightmare. This is how she got elected, which gives one the perception, uh, you the jury, that this might have a little bit of a partisan motivation. This prosecution, this attempt to sue anyway, might come from a place of malice on the part of the prosecution and not a place of just looking out for the letter of the law. That is the big concern. That has been the pushback. That has been the Bill Barr takeaway as well. And I'm going to give you some of this just so you understand. You have a tale of the tape. Let's start with Letitia James, which this is all the way back to 2018 when she was running for attorney general. She wasn't vowing to like, oh, I don't know. Stop the soaring murder rate in New York. She wasn't running to, like, get the subways under control or maybe the people shooting heroin up and down 7th Avenue with masks on, by the way. It's the craziest thing in the world. People shoot heroin with masks on. I'm like, we're doing public health wrong if people are more worried about COVID than they are about intravenous drug use. But anyway, Letitia James not dealing with any of that, not with the surgeon rapes or robberies. No, we've got to go sue Donald Trump, okay? But it's as expected if you followed her story arc. Here it is, clip seven. Oh. And so, I look forward, I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. Um, President Trump cannot avoid justice in the great state of New York. Since I've been in office these past two years, yes, my office has either led or joined to 68 lawsuits against this administration. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Okay, so do you understand? This woman made her whole name on I'm going to prosecute Donald Trump, which does lead one to believe her motivations here don't come from a genuine place. And that it very much reads like a political hit job, which it is. And you don't have to take my word for it. Here is Bill Barr, as good of a friend of the show as there is, saying exactly that. Clip nine. 
it's hard for me not to conclude it's a political uh, hit job. I mean, this is a woman who campaigned for office saying that, promising she was going to go after Trump, which I think is a, a tremendous abuse of office to go headhunting and targeting individuals. So I think she was targeting Trump. And this is, after three years, a civil lawsuit, the gist of which is that when the Trump organization borrowed money, Trump personally guaranteed those loans. And to support that, she's claiming that he inflated his assets on his financial statements. Okay, so that's the claim here, that Trump borrowed money, personally guaranteed the loans. But he guaranteed them by allegedly inflating the value of his properties. Okay, this sounds ridiculous. The reason I say it sounds ridiculous is because the bank isn't claiming they're aggrieved. The bank isn't saying, hey, you got to do something about this. You know who's saying this? This? The Democrats. Correct the mundo. This is not somebody saying they're an aggrieved party. This is Letitia James saying, I have made it my life's work to harass this guy. This is everything that's wrong with our politics, that anyone is okay with an abuse of power like this. Okay, this is disgusting. And it shouldn't matter what you think of Donald Trump, because I can tell you right now, if somebody comes along right now and runs for office on, I'm going to get Joe Biden, I'm going to get Joe Biden, I'm going to get Joe Biden. Listen, there might be a lot of reasons to get Joe Biden if you've paid any attention whatsoever to the Hunter Biden story. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, but the point is, if someone is running for office on, I'm going to weaponize the justice system against somebody we don't like, they are compromising the integrity of our legal system. Yo, that's really dangerous. 330 million people live in this country. The reason we hold it together and don't have total anarchy, okay, aside from the fact that everyone's just watching porn sites all day. Hubba, hubba. No, but the reason we hold the whole country together is there's a collective buy-in to the legitimacy of this government. Okay, when you go to countries where they don't buy the legitimacy of the government, you see revolutions, you see riots, you see protests. And yes, at times we have seen that here. But the, re- the reason the majority of Americans didn't get out there and loot Nike stores is because the majority of Americans are still buying in. But when you start weaponizing the Justice Department the way they have, it puts us in a bad spot. And this is not me like calling for violence. This is me calling for some restraint by the political zealots that are just trying to ruin anybody who's not on their side. Here's more Bill Barr. This is clip 10. Now, I'm not even sure she has a a good case against Trump himself, but what ultimately persuades me that this is a a political hit job is uh, she grossly overreaches when she tries to drag the children into this. Yes, they had roles in the business, but this was his personal financial statement. It was prepared by the CFO. Uh, accounting firms were involved in it. The, the children aren't going to know the details of that and be able, and nor are they expected in the real world to do their own due diligence and have it, you know, reviewed independently. That's true. That is true. Okay, the Trump kids, understand, they don't, they're not involved in this. The CFO, the accountants, they do the bookkeeping. They do the work. They prepare the financial statements. You know what that means? It means when these financial statements get sent in, that she herself is calling into question, It's not Trump, okay, who is submitting these statements. It is the attorneys. It is the CFOs, okay? And understand that there is an indemnification factor here. I'm not even a legal expert, but the point is it's not him saying it. It's them. And who knows right or wrong? But when you start to hear, oh, we're getting the kids too. 
It really looks like a, it really does. It looks like a show trial. I got a bad feeling about this. Okay, and I don't have a bad feeling for the Trumps. I have a bad feeling for America. Okay, because we are putting on show trials. And it's dumb because the double standard is undermining faith in our institutions for legitimate, like politically agnostic people who don't care. One of the things that's happened in the last three or four years in this country is people who never, ever, ever cared about politics have been drawn into this fray. One of the reasons why is it's very omnipotent in our lives. It's all over social media. It's on the news all day. Uh, And a lot of people who don't really have any background in politics or precedent or anything in between are starting to feel poked. They're starting to feel poked to get involved because they see a lot of abuses going on at the top of our government. And those abuses are often justified on the back of a double standard. Like a good example of that would be the January 6th committee. Oh, you can't say an election's not legitimate. Letitia James just kicked off this segment by saying no one is above the law, including this illegitimate president. Get her out. Get her out of here. Okay, she said that. It's an illegitimate president. This is supposed that's supposed to be treason. We have a January 6th committee because saying an election is stolen is supposed to be treason. Okay, but apparently nobody told these people. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Okay, but they don't have any problem. Every one of those people who said, oh, it's stolen, Trump knows he's not legitimate, it was stolen from me. Every one of those people is on board with the January 6th committee because they're like, well, it's different when they say it's stolen. Really? How? How is it different? Because a couple of maniacs ran into the Capitol? I don't condone that. I don't think that's any good. But how is one guy's actions different from the others? The distinction Hillary Clinton makes is she says, well, I did call him up and concede, and uh, you know, I wasn't out there giving the speech the way Trump did. And to her point, that is technically correct. But she started this ball rolling of saying our elections were stolen. That is a really big charge. Not only is it stolen, it was stolen by a foreign power. This is an Austin Powers movie where Dr. Evil now controls the president from the other side of the world. You shut your mouth, you bastard. So you understand, though. When you start weaponizing the justice system on the back of a double standard, like January 6th, you're taking a lot of objective observers of politics who aren't hardcore Republican, hardcore Democrat. They're just observing this, and they're asking themselves, how is this okay for one side but not the other? It's no different than when you say Ron DeSantis is a human trafficker. Okay, so the guy putting 50 migrants on an air-conditioned bus is a human trafficker, but the president, who's put a million people on planes and flown them around the country— 
he's not? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm confused, okay? And that's why a lot of objective people are so turned off by what's going on. But when it comes to the rule of law here in New York and Letitia James, understand the integrity of everything she's doing against Trump thrown out the window because she campaigned on it. Here is Alan Dershowitz saying as much. Clip eight. She campaigned on the promise to get Trump before seeing any evidence. And so she is just fulfilling a campaign promise. You can't have prosecutors, uh, even civilly prosecuting a defendant, if they've made a campaign promise that they have to fill. They're not neutral and objective. And, and look, who are the people who are defrauded here, they claim? The biggest banks in the world. Why can't the biggest banks sue him and take care of themselves? Why does Letitia James have to be out there uh, protecting and defending the biggest banks in the country who haven't sued him at all? So this doesn't pass the uh, the test of uh, a legitimate uh, civil complaint. What the hell is the world coming to? Think about that. The biggest banks in the world, the people who lent him this money, are they claiming to be defrauded? The answer would be no. Are they suing Donald Trump for money? The answer would be no. So this is literally the attorney general going out, taking on a case, making up an allegation, running with it purely for political motives. That's what's going on in the Democratic Party. And there's just one caveat I want to issue, okay? This is being designed because they don't want Trump running again. They want to make him go away. They don't like the idea of an outsider running, you know, and there are a myriad of reasons. They just don't want the guy to run. But what I want everybody on the right to understand is I don't necessarily think he's going to run. I'm being honest with you. But I don't want anyone to be so stupid as to believe if Trump doesn't run, that the Republican candidate is going to get treated any better. They're all going to be Trump. If the Republicans win, it's going to be stolen again. They're going to be Hitler. They're going to be racist. If Tim Scott runs, okay, and becomes the nominee from South Carolina as the first black man to serve in both houses of Congress, they're going to call him a racist. That's what they do. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It's a good moment to listen up. If you happen to be listening in on 96.9 The Eagle down in Oklahoma City, heck, if you're at KRMG in Tulsa, you might want to catch this as well. Uh, I am announcing this right now for the first time ever in public, and it's coming up fast. Saturday night, October 8th, Saturday night, October 8th, I'm going to be headlining the Chisholm Trail Expo Center down in Eden, Oklahoma. We're doing this in partnership with our legendary homies at the Eagle 96.9. And if you're an Eagle listener, you're a KRMG listener, you're anywhere down in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, doesn't matter. Come on down, man. Hang out with your radio, buddy. It's going to be a wild one. It's Saturday night. It's a 7 o'clock show. And uh, the Expo Center is monstrous. There are floor seats. You know, you can get VIP seats. You can get reserve seats. You can get general admission seats for 10 bucks. Sit up in the rafters, which is usually where I sat at all my venues. I don't have a lot of money. Uh, but wherever you sit, you're going to have a phenomenal time, and we're going to hang out after the show. We're going to get rowdy. We're going to eat some barbecue. We're going to go out and punch a police horse. I'm kidding. That won't happen. Uh, not the barbecue, anyway. But, no, the point is it's a rowdy night, and it's coming up. 
in like two weeks. We just dropped this bomb on the airwaves all over Oklahoma City. So if you're down there, you want to hang out, okay, you're listening on KQOB, you know, 96.9, okay, it is Saturday night, October the 8th. The tickets are available at Ticketstorm.com. Ticketstorm.com, your main man, Jimmy Fela, at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. Joining us now on the show, a man who has met me in person. He can vouch for some of this. Dennis, listening in on WVMT in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. Hey, Jimmy, um, I just wanted to start off by saying that that Sasha Baron Cohen skit on biological males having uh, babies, that idea was plagiarized from Monty Python's Life of Brian about 50 years earlier. Seriously, but I don't think Monty Python, okay, because I know that movie, I love that movie, and so does Kennedy. I don't think that movie was predicting, though, that the liberals would uh, would ever actually say this was a thing. You know what I'm saying? No, no, all of it was absurdity, and that's what made it yeah. so funny. Yes. But I wanted to, I wanted to say, um, first of all, that I, I, I feel honored to be speaking with the guy who will be speaking with the very sexy judge janine pirro whoa 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 um, well, we got 40 seconds till we go to break so stop uh singing r&b albums and uh give me your take really quick <laughs> okay three things on the civil indictment very short uh, of the trump by james uh who was aggrieved uh the loans were paid according to everything yep. we know uh and is it any wonder that it's a civil case where the burden of proof of the attorney general is much lower, being mm-hmm. only a, only to a preponderance of the evidence rather than beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep. And three, why now? Yep. With- you know why. Because it's a scam. And anybody who tells you otherwise is an idiot. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And as you know, if you follow the news cycle, there's been so much talk about the monarchy in the last couple of weeks, we thought it would only be right to bring in some actual Fox News royalty. (laughs) And make no mistake about it, joining us now in studio, I mean, if there is a queen of cable news... I'm talking to her right now. Judge Jeanine Pirro is in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, does that mean I'm like the oldest broad around? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going yeah, with. Oh, baloney. I no, know where you were going with that. It. She has an actual moat around her office yeah, if you go I near do. it. And it's, I have Dobrin Ventures on the other side. I'm going to prove my point here really quick. What? And I don't know how this is going to go over, but you might love it. Yeah. Okay. Our listener on this show, our listeners, yeah. you have a very powerful uh, presence on this show that you're not aware of. I'm not aware of No, no. Of okay, but I'm going to deal you in on this. And you Go might ahead. yell at me and, and hit me with, like you did when we were in Coney Island. Yeah, but that, yeah. I was into that, so it was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, both but, of us. But we do a thing on this show, okay, where oftentimes we'll hear something ridiculous in the news and we'll react to it by playing a sound clip like this. You don't have a clue. <laughs> we play 
something called Judge Janine Drops. So when you and I went to Coney Island and rode rides, like yeah. for my listeners, like when I teed that up that it was going to happen on the five, like people were losing their minds. Yeah. No, no, you like co-host the show. Let me give you another one. Are you ready? That yeah. is a lie. So we played that. When the inflation uh, reduction, they were talking about the border. Are you, You're not ready for this, Judge. No, I'm not it's ready. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. All of which is true. Yeah, that's pretty good. But let's build to the crescendo, okay? Because okay? this is the one. And okay. this... This will frequently follow either a statement by, like, a Hillary Clinton or a Kamala Harris, but it's the most popular one. People yell this out at my comedy shows. Like, if yeah. I bring up, uh, say I bring up, I tell a Kamala joke, someone yeah. will yell it out at every show. Are you ready? Ready. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I mean... Take yeah. a bow. Well, well, I got to tell you, that, that's Kamala. I mean, she, and I didn't indicate that she was an idiot, too. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But I, knew, I want you to know this, just so you understand. Well, I am very grateful. Well, you know, now I'm going to have to get royalties on this. <laughs> Thanks. Yo, Thanks and she up. means it. Yeah, she, she's serious. very well versed in the legal profession. That's right. That's I just right. sank the whole budget for this show. Yeah. I got to yeah. sell the toys now. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I like the toys, though. They're very nice. They well, remind me of Tyrus, some of them. They're big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, big. All right. And, and, uh, and so what likes, do you want to talk and about? And he likes toys. Well, obviously you. You're the belle of the ball here. Um, yeah. I want to get into this Trump <laughs> like look. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, guess, <laughs> oh, come guess on. Guess who I am. What no, I'm, you're stuff. beauty. I'm the Beast. How's that? You're the best. Okay. Judge Janine Pirro in studio. So. Bill Barr characterized this lawsuit against Donald Trump as a little bit of a political hit job. I would say that's an understatement. You know what? I think it's an understatement. And, you know, I really want to be serious here. Mm -hmm. If you spend three years interviewing the Pope, yeah. you could get enough evidence to indict him. Okay? <laughs> three years interviewing Donald Trump. And what does she do? Mm -hmm. She comes out with all these words like this is illegal and it's fraud and it's it's corrupt and it's this and it's that. Well, you know what? I, I got to tell you, Letitia James, that if you got so much evidence and it's so awful, indict the guy. Thank you me. have the power to indict. Go ahead and indict him. But why don't you indict him? You mm -hmm. don't indict him because you don't have the evidence. You can't get to a grand jury. You can't can't get by a grand jury. You can't get by a judge. You have no evidence. So what do you do? You decide, Letitia James decides, that she's going to defame the family. And by the way, these are based upon Donald Trump's personal records, not the kids. Yeah. And she's gone after the whole family, which was her unethical promise when she ran for office that they're going to know my name. Well, who the hell are you that they need to know your name? Yep. She got elected on a campaign of hate, mm -hmm. and that that's what's wrong with this country right now. Yep. If you've got evidence, put it out there. She says, well, I'm going to send it to the IRS and I'm going to send it to the federal government, the Justice Department. Southern District already said, we don't want, we've got yep. nothing on them. Mm -hmm. And the Justice Department, I mean, I don't know what they're doing right now. They're involved with Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. But all of this stuff is old stuff. And it really is a sad commentary, Jimmy. And it infuriates me on what's going on with this hate Donald Trump. This is th these people are suffering from this this uh, you know it's syndrome. A thing. Well, you know this, okay? As, as someone who's you know been in New York, okay, there is a pop a significant percentage of the population here that hates him as like a full time occupation. Yeah. And I think there are people who hate themselves and don't want to deal with it. So you're like, I'll just dump it on the president. Well, you know what they 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 truly 
really, truly hate him, but I've never seen the the legal system weaponized in a way that it's weaponized yeah. now. Like, you don't go after someone politically anymore. You go after them in the justice system. Yeah. And, you know, she has the power. She's the chief law enforcement officer in the state of New York. I know. I ran for that yeah, office. Yeah. I didn't win. What do you expect? Is it well, you haven't been on win? the show yet. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's that. right. Good point. <laughs> but, you know, as a Republican, you don't do very well. But having mm-hmm. said all that, you're the chief law enforcement officer, Letitia James. Go out there and indict him. If he is such a fraud and so corrupt and so, so you know, illegal in mm-hmm. all of his actions, take it to a grand jury, honey. Indict him. Imagine. But she doesn't because she doesn't have the evidence. Imagine. Judge Janine Pirro is in studio, but you knew that already. So did she go civil just because it's a lower prosecutorial threshold? Is that uh, what it's yeah. not even a prosecutorial yeah, threshold. There's no prosecution. It's, it, You're right. Yeah, it's right. It's civil. It's civil. It's a preponderance of the evidence. Is a little more of this, a little more of that. You waste three years while New York is burning. Yeah, that's while what you I was should say. be going after crimes, yeah. after people are killing each other on the street, they're sucker punching each other. We're letting them out to commit crimes again. I mean, this is this is the Wild West. Get yourself a six. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was going to say a six pack. No, it's a, true. A revolver, whatever <laughs> you need, a long gun, a handgun. Get it. Yeah, and, and a six pack too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stress. <laughs> there's a lot going on out there. There's no judgments. There's yep. none. It yep. is. I always feel like when I walk around New York now that I'm watching, you know, in like the beginning of a Batman movie yep. where they make the case for Batman. Yes. They're like, well, of course he's got to come. Look at this mess. Yes. But except he's not coming now because he's not vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, but he's not coming. Yeah. You got to do it yourself. Yeah. But this is this is a dangerous time. Yes. In New York. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the guy who sucker punched that. That guy who is still in a coma with a brain bleed, fractured mm-hmm. skull. And they reduce it. The DA reduces it to a misdemeanor. Hey, Madam Attorney General Letitia James, get your butt out there and make and, and indict that guy. You could, in all honesty, and, and in talking to you and watching you cover this on the news, you could clean up the city in like three weeks, couldn't you? If yeah. you were running this? Yeah. yeah. And what do you basically do at that point? Bolster police presence, keep people in jail? Like, I don't know much. You, no, it's, no, you know everything. Oh, it's about it. right and wrong. Uh-huh. It's about truth and justice, and it's about consequences. You violate the law. Then you answer for it. Mm -hmm. Justice has to be tempered with mercy. I get all that. And I did it for years. But at the same time, you violate the law. You victimize another human being. You pay the price. And it's not just retribution. Mm -hmm. It's not just deterrence. It's to make sure that you are punished and that you aren't out to do it to someone else again. And that's a successful criminal justice system. I can't even talk anymore. I'm so frustrated (laughs) with this. I mean, it is. This is simple stuff. No, and I get it and and everybody does that's the problem is i think a lot of this stuff like when it comes to bail reforms and everything in between it winds up hurting the people it purports to care about because the high rates of recidivism usually result in violent crime being committed against members of the same race let me ask you jimmy Uh what is social justice i know no one can explain it i don't know what it is no nobody does i've been in this for over three decades (laughs) and i've been a judge too what is social justice social justice is letting the dirtbags out who should be in jail i'm not saying everybody's a dirtbag but i'm saying you put on a glove that's got metal in it to sucker punch a guy and then you stand there and the guy is in a coma and then you are now allowed to walk free so to do it again yep what is wrong with us no that's that's actually insane i will i will not quote judge janine on this i will quote uh your friend donald trump on this here it is everything woke turns to 
And I think that was very well said. He's right. He is right. Uh, let's do this really quick, because I did bring you on as Fox News royalty, which you are. Uh, are you going to look at more castles? Is that what's happening on Fox Nation now? Yes, yes. We are now in our fourth season of castles. And I got to tell you, you know, it was during the pandemic, Jimmy, mm-hmm. that I decided, like, oh, my God, I'm going to hang myself. I got to get out of the house. <laughs> right? So, I mean, I'm tired of walking around the house with a mask on. My dogs are looking at me like, I'm. <laughs> why, why is mom wearing a mask? So, anyway, because even then yeah. we didn't know, can we give it to the dogs? Can they mm-hmm. give it to us? Can the cat give it to the dog? I mean, we were crazy with Fauci. <laughs> but anyway, so I call up Fox. I say, you know what? I have a great idea. I want to do a Fox Station show on castles in the United States. They said, there aren't any. I said, yes, there are. <laughs> so we've done four seasons. And I got to tell you, the most exciting one from last season mm-hmm. had to do with a castle out in California. And it was literally a mimic of a uh, 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 of a Tuscan castle, Ooh. and it was a guy who was into a winery, Whoa. and this castle was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you felt you, like you were in the medieval ages, yeah, yeah. and you know, I was going to put on one of those minstrel outfits and jump around because they <laughs> gave you wine too with the place. But uh, it's called Castello di Amoroso, and mm. then we did Reed Castle in Man- Manhattanville. We did Alana State Park. Ooh. We did Carnwood Estate. Uh, let me tell you, there were a lot of very famous, smart people oh. who built these castles. I yeah. mean, these guys were real entrepreneurs and I think it's amazing and I and I think getting past the castles what everybody needs to understand because I've said this on the radio before is they get to hang out with you because it is it's a hang with Judge Janine yeah you won't go on every ride at Coney Island (laughs) but it's the closest thing to it yes everyone needs to know this by the way I've never said this on our air Judge Janine is a ride person you yeah, know when you go to a theme park, some yes. people hold the teddy bears. Yeah, some people are upside. That's you. Yeah, like no, I, we had a great time. I we know. went on all the rides, but, but kind of psycho because yeah. I didn't know that I signed up for that. Yeah, major psycho. <laughs> yeah, like, the higher <laughs> and the more upside down, the better. Yeah. I mean that that makes you level again because you're a little crazy spinning around New York City. <laughs> it does. I mean, I'm always like, I'm always concerned there's going to be like a bullet headed my way, so I'm always like up, yeah. down, and out. Well the, well, the joke's on you because we're yeah. getting shot out of a cannon instead. <laughs> we became the bullet. At yes. Coney Island. Yeah, and who beat you in all the games? Come on, Jimmy. Well, this is it. the other thing really quick. Yeah, You're a yeah. hustler. This <laughs> needs to be addressed on the air. I want to because, listen, these these listeners hold you in such high regard, but they I need to know, know why. The game, is, <laughs> the game is called whack-a-mole. Everybody knows it. The little moles come up. Yep. You pop them with your paddle. You get points. Yes. You, from a lifetime of swinging and gavel, clearly hustled me. <laughs> Because you're like, what is this game? This is crap. I don't want to play this game. She got the highest (laughs) score in the history of the park. And I won a prize and I gave it away. That was really nice. Of course. And I beat your ass. Can we say that on this? Yes, we can now, Judge. Yeah, beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else did I beat you at? The gun thing. The gun thing. Yeah, well, the gun thing. We've prosecuted enough gun criminals. No, I have my own guns. Do you have guns? Yeah. but How many do you have? No, no, not on your level. No. You're dealing with some other next level stuff here. You're a walking militia. And yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. But no, okay. the, the point is I was hustled twice because it's not that you have this expertise. You did do this, Judge. You legitimately said, like, games. I don't know anything about these games. <laughs> it was a hustle. She's like, yeah, do you want to play again for $1,000? <laughs> I don't know anything about these games. Listen, now I know why we you have, have all these castles. Yeah, so listen. You listen, have... we, we need to go back. You know what? What's the biggest, like, theme park in the country? Ooh, either Cedar Point in the middle of Ohio, or if you wanted to do something scenic, we should just go to the pier in Santa Monica. Really? The problem is we are going to need our guns for that because yeah. L.A. is not the best these Yeah, days. no, I don't want to go to L.A. It's too <laughs> All right. dangerous. There's All right, so there. Ohio. What's yeah. in Ohio? Ohio's dangerous. Cedar Park. We'll go to Ohio. Well, the roller coasters there are psychotic, though. They are have, they? It's, the, it's called America's Roller Coast. 
and it's a park that consists of entirely roller coasters. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Uh-huh. When it got really high, did you close your eyes? I actually wasn't that bad because I just thought we were on camera and I didn't want to look bad because I knew you didn't. That was the yeah, problem. Yeah. I didn't want to look bad next to you because you're a psycho. And every ride, the hands are up in the air. Yeah, we're we waving. were screaming. Yeah, oh, like, great. get this, get this. She's yelling yeah. Top Gun sayings like yeah. need for yeah. speed. Yeah, it was remember epic. that? We it, did the airplanes upside down. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, it was. It was fun. Uh, well, I had fun. I hope I don't owe you too much for the royalties. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, uh, I had a good time. Listen, next time, it's my treat. Oh, now you're yeah. too jokes. All right. I'm going to have to lose a couple of games, but check her out on Fox Nation. Watch her today on The Five. We're back after this. Okay. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, there's a political race going on out in the great state of Michigan. If you're listening on one of the Fletcher Ford-run stations out there, you're probably souping up a car or getting day drunk if you hang out with Fletcher Ford, but God, I love him. Uh, but out in the gubernatorial race in Michigan, uh, a comment they've probably heard a thousand times by now, but it means so much to my producer, Mikey, because he's a dirtbag. Uh, the conversation did turn to uh, pornography. Uh, during one of the public events for Tudor Dixon. Josh, do we have this clip from Mikey so we can get it out of the way? Uh, the subject stumbled onto pornography. Tudor Dixon said the following. Can you define what pornographic means to you in terms of the books in K-12 books? Do you, you need me to define pornographic? I mean, I can if you want me to. All right, so there's, uh, there's two naked people, and they are acting out a sexual act. So in multiple different sexual acts, do you want me to send you some so you can see them? That would be fine because I feel like it would be a little awkward. We've got plenty here to show you. (laughs) She said, do you want me to send you some pornography? At which point my producer was like, hell yeah, I do. (laughs) Heck yes, I do. That was Mikey. Uh, And it meant a lot to him. And it's just an odd, funny in radio. We actually call this a kicker, like a story that really doesn't have a hell of a whole lot of value in theory, but it's kind of entertaining, and it's a little bit off-kilter from the rest of the day's programming. And Mikey is um, as pro-kicker as they can. Like when he started the show, when he sends a potential rundown for stories we'll cover today, there's 77 kickers and three solid news stories. Uh, But the kickers we never get to. So, Mikey, do you feel validated that we not only got to a kicker, but we got to a kicker about pornography? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's yes. what I told you in the break. Like, we got to get to this. We one. did. It meant a lot it to you. It's too good of a clip not to play. It's here. a great clip. But the bigger question Josh and I have is, will you stop searching these websites on your company computer now that we played the clip? <laughs> HR, HR is talking. No that, comment. That's all I'm trying to say. We just got a message on the voicemail from HR, and they were not happy, Mikey. You're about to hear. No, that's not what they said. They said you ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself. That's what they said. Clean up your act, Mikey. Uh, and for the rest of you, you don't need to clean up your act, but you do need. This is breaking news on the show. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. I am going down. If you're listening. On 96.9 The Eagle in Oklahoma City, if you're listening on KRMG in Tulsa, which, by the way, these are very classy radio stations for my show. For a guy like me, I mean, oh, the stations I'm on blow my mind. You guys are all, like, first class. Like, and it, to, to a guy like me, like, oh, my goodness, it's, it's humbling. It's quite an honor. And they don't mess around. But I am heading down. I'm going to be doing an event with KRMG down in Tulsa. 
on Friday night, October the 7th. You'll hear all about that on their air. And uh, Saturday night, October the 8th, check it out. Okay, we are going to be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. It is a 7 o'clock show. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon, in conjunction with the Eagle. Okay, the tickets are available at Ticketstorm.com. You can watch me do an hour of stand-up. There's going to be a meet and greet. There's going to be a hangout. We're going to go out and get clobbered and get rowdy. And uh, it's going to be a good old-fashioned Fox Across America revival, just like all the other ones. If you've come to see me in any of these places, in Tampa, in Texas, uh, heaven forbid, you showed up to Carson City, or you know, you run around Reno with me on a Friday night. Every one of these events, whether you're up in Vermont, which is crazy. Even the, we even got nuts, Mikey, when we were out with Connect FM out in the middle of Pennsylvania. Everywhere we go. It's one mess bigger than the next, but you're surrounded by amazing people. So Saturday night, October the 8th, it's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. It is in Enid, Oklahoma. Tickets available at Ticketstorm.com. This show, from a radio standpoint, is over. Uh, From a TV standpoint, it is just beginning. I'll be with Kennedy tonight on the Fox Business Network. Also taping something sexy and sweet for Jesse Waters that you'll see tomorrow night. Either way, uh, the show's over. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.